Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. We just have a good rhythm together, you know. He sort of feels me out, I feel him out, and uh, we go for it. Hello and welcome to the worst idea of all time. Fuck. You go. Alright, it's your old mate Timbo here, back with Guy Guy. It's been about seven and a half hours since last we spoke, and I'll tell you what, Guy, not enough time between drinks for me seeing Sex in the City, that is for sure. I tested That's this right. hypothesis, and, and I, the hypothesis was correct, it's not enough time. Yeah, an incredible uh, experiment you run. Literally the last thing you did before you laid your weary head on your pillow and the first thing you did when you got out of bed. No good. I didn't even get out of bed. I woke up when Zoe got up at like uh, 7 a.m. And it was after my weary little head resting on the pillow at about 1 a.m. last night after talking to you from a watch. Yes, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a grim scene. Hey, do me a favor, mate, because it's going to tick me off. For the re- We're doing a video call. Can you make your head block the window? Because otherwise the exposure keeps adjusting from your phone. That's so good. That's going to give you well, a sore back. If, for those of you listening along at home and imagining uh, what we're respectively getting, your camera keeps uh, sort of refocusing on you. So oh, no one's that? perfect here, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> um. um. I can't believe well, you sullied your marital bed with this. I uh, I can understand the charms and temptations of watching the film in bed, but it's something I've had to swear off doing because it just sort of uh, it, it it disrespects the bed. You know, this is to be treated like uh, a, a job to be I done in you. an office. You're, you're right, but I was just so tired. <laughs> There's no way. If I could, if I because I take quite a long time to wake up in the mornings, and if I, if I can occupy some of that warming up time um, with burning through a bit of the movie as well, you better believe I'm doing both of those things at once. It's too much of a uh, shock to the system. Otherwise, who pissed who pissed you off the most? Miranda. Really? Yeah. I uh, just because of her, her treatment of Steve. Mainly, yeah. I just think she was being, I mean, obviously the movie slants this, but she's being so hypocritical with her treatment of Carrie right when she's in the midst of cold-shouldering Steve. Steve fucked up. He knows he fucked up. He was contrite. He came to her with the truth. He was so sorry. You know, he wanted to work on this thing. I'll bet it was his idea to get them into 
um, marriage counselling, which we see them pursue later on in the movie. I'll bet he floated that early, and she said, fuck you. And then she came round to it, and now it's like her idea. I don't know about all that, but I agree. Steve is a, a model citizen, in essence. I think um, particularly... He, he he's like he lays the he lays the uh, scaffolding down for for how to apologize for for a mistake. He finds a moment, you know, it's not comfortable for anyone. He owns up. He owns his behavior. He apologizes. As you said, he's very contrite. He's humiliated. You can see it's tearing him up. Miranda is so skeptical of this man she otherwise loves entirely. Mm. And uh, you know, thankfully, I've never been in this situation. I don't know if you have, Tim, but. I can see where your frustration came from. I actually, you know, aside from that, quite enjoyed Miranda this week. I've got a Did real you? soft spot for Miranda. Surprises me because you two are so polar opposite in your personality I, types. I identify as a Miranda at the moment. <laughs> really? Well, but, let's unpack that guy. What's going on with you that you identify with Miranda at the moment? Uh, a few fun quips. A few... The, the, I think it's sort of our main bulky introduction, not the sort of overview uh, montage at the top, but when we first see Carrie, Charlotte, and Miranda going to meet... Um, who are they going to meet? They're going to meet Samantha on the way to the auction, and uh, Carrie's bragging about her apartment. Miranda's entire vibe, her dress, I like everything about it. So there's a combination of, I think, a hangover from... You know, identifying her as my favorite character through uh, season two of the podcast, and then mm. seeing this outfit and being like, "Yeah, Miranda's going to get some today." Uh, you know, and then it's not like anyone else is putting forward a very strong case for me to say, "Yeah, I'll be with. I'm with you." What about Samantha? You strike me as a total Samantha. You're fun loving. You're out there. You're you're a joy to be around. Um. You know, you don't take life too seriously. You seize opportunities as they arrive. You're a total Samantha. Plus, you love cock. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I can, I, you know, it, it doesn't surprise me that you've typecast me as a Samantha. And, you know, some weeks, that's who I want to be. That's how I feel. But right now, it's not for you to say, my friend, I am a Miranda. Who are you? If I, I'm if Miranda. I handle... Who the fuck are you? <laughs> That's a t-shirt. If I can't handle you, you're Miranda-ist. I don't deserve you. You're samantha you know? Yeah. And who are you? Uh, who am I? Uh, hard to say. Right now, I feel like um, maybe a bit of a Charlotte. The the day's getting away on me. Like, I'm... <laughs> I'm Charlotte from the second movie, actually. Do you know... Can I say this? Do you know how I really... Um, what do you call it? Like nailing your your colours to the flag or something? Who I really just... Superb. Runkle. Oh. Ha- A.K.A. Harry. The, he's so good in this movie, man. He pops up Walk like me three through. times. Yeah. And every time, I want, it's a joy. I want your top three Runkle moments in descending order, please. His uh, attempt to defend Big when they're at the hospital, this is a man who's just welcoming his um, first biological born into the world. So there's a lot going on for him. But he has prioritized um, both the sort of emotions and the, the strength of friendship that he has with Carrie's partner, Big, but also the love that he has for Carrie, I think, carries through in this magnanimous moment where he's trying to get the, those two crazy kids together again after they've, uh, you know... Uh, sort of throwing it all away because of the botched wedding. That's pretty great. 
Um, I love when Charlotte and he are making love in the bed, and uh, it's it's during all the turmoil. And uh, and Charlotte just looks at him and she just says, "Thank you for being you." And he just gives that little smile. It's just like, "Yeah, buddy, fucking Harry's nailing it." Um, and now this new lost footage, the lost tapes of seeing him as Uncle Fester at <laughs> Halloween, has <laughs> given a whole nother fun-loving dimension to this father of the year, husband of the century figure that I've come to love so well. It's true. He his nose is clean in uh. In in both films, like the closest he comes to to putting a foot wrong is Charlotte's paranoia that he's uh, palling around with the the Irish nanny in SATC two. My worry, highlight: she's gay. Yeah, that's right. Uh, in the same way, if anyone ever worried that Kevin Spacey is a monster, uh, you actually don't need to worry about that because he's gay. Uh, my runkle highlight in this this watch, and it was actually my shining light, if I could say so myself. Uh, is I can't remember if we've talked about this or not, but some of us is uh, ADR. You could almost call it ASMR because of how how satisfying it is when he's feeding uh, the dog at the breakfast table early yes. on. Yes, yes. He, quiet, he quietly says to the dog, "Don't tell anyone." And it's amazing because uh, he's feeding the dog. I love, I love it. Like I love giving the dog a little, tr- and you know, dog owners are going to be scolding me as they listen along right now. I love giving the dog a little treat. Uh, yeah. and I also, I love the idea, you know, I just love the, the playful nature that he's suggesting this dog is capable of sort of, uh, communicating what's happened. So I let's round body it off. It is. Those three moments I mentioned, plus the one you've got, I think the only other time he's in the film is that uh, great little bit, I think, again, possibly 80-yard um, of dialogue at the engagement dinner where he says, ah, it's nothing quite like an illegal Cuban cigar. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> yeah, man, live in your bliss, Runkle, you fucking champ. Voice it's, your joy. Yeah, it's, it is nice. It's nice that he says illegal. Like, yeah. you can just say Cuban cigar, Runkle. <laughs> nah, man. He's got to drive it home because he's got all those rich New York financiers with an earshot. He's got to throw that big illegal dick of his around. And I love it. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm glad that he brought you so much joy in what I can imagine was a very trying morning. He's doing a lot for the tribe, I think, because he's the only visibly Jewish person in this film, so far as I know. Uh, it's true. I sh- well, Charlotte's a, a converted Jew, proudly. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Charlotte is so like ske- the- she's so skeptical of other cultures. <laughs> in Mexico, you know, in uh, in in Abu Dhabi, she goes by Charlotte York because it's the mm. Middle East, and mm. then in um in Mexico, she refuses you know, to the bemusement of her, her friends and eventually her downfall uh, to, to eat any of the delicious Mexican food. No, she instead, instead resorting eating... to her Poughkeepsie pudding pots. Po- yeah, chocolate pudding from Poughkeepsie, a place I've been. It's upstate New York. Where the it, de- seems, it seems so unlikely to me that they would uh, export chocolate pudding to mexico i mean I, I i might be misinformed but this does not strike me as a place that specializes in uh i don't know foodstuffs but do you reckon they paid is that a bit of product placement from Pekinski? no no 
How do you no, say it? I'm saying it wrong. I, I called it Poughkeepsie, but they say Poughkeepsie. Uh, Poughkeepsie. And I think that the only reason that they, they, they identify the pudding as being from there is so that uh, Carrie can run one of her classic sort of half pun, half portmanteaus, where she says, uh, and Charlotte did it. She's Poughkeepsie'd her pants. Yeah. Speaking of Carrie. It's a good line. Do you, do you know what I would love to see, Tim? What's that? I what would love to love? see this movie edited down to have no cinematic score so the soundtrack remains but all of the sort of emotional heavy lifting music is taken out and also all of Carrie's uh, voiceover oh no no narration no narration no music doing the heavy lifting so I mean we would be left with a sprawling mess it would be at sea would be all at sea with a two and a half hour flick that um, you're just not sure what to feel, what you're supposed to feel. Because there's a lot of bits. That music's very instructive. I know that uh, that's true of a lot of movies. What was the bit? Oh, it's a re- it's it's the best bit of scoring in the film for my money is New Year's. Lacroix is back, ladies and gentlemen. This podcast brought to you by Lacroix. It tastes like water that had some stuff in it eight cycles of the bottle ago. Mmm, refreshing, and with a hint of something that I can't put my finger on. That looks like it's probably a peach flavour guy. Am I right? Uh, Tim, it's more pomplamoose. Ah. Swing and a miss from Timbo. Um, Anyway, New Year's, when they're going to the... It's not going to the auction. Oh, the fashion show. And it's like a whole uplifting score. We've just been through a lot of um, down in the dumps... Uh, yeah. some stuff with Carrie with the breakup and it's just a nice moment of revival and new life it's like alright shake it off that was last year babies let's come get some we're in New York yeah and then we get it, uh, our great <laughs> fair is murder ladies murder <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a character from uh, was it Age of Empires what's that character who goes <laughs> work work more work. That's uh, that's an orc from Warcraft Three. Didn't realise that you played murder. No, uh, an old housemate in university played, and work, he used to walk. Work. Whenever he'd do dishes, he'd walk into the kitchen and he'd go, "Work, work." Was that more giant? work? No, it was a guy called Rob. Good guy, actually. Oh, good on you, Rob. Shout out to you. Uh, it's it's yeah. Um, it was a good bit of scoring. Is what it was. Just trying to say, I don't know how we. Do want- there's probably a way to do it, guy. Because do you remember um, how we did it with the other movies, and someone had just got like the five point one and removed a couple speakers from it because most of the music was on like the left and right, but the dialogue was on everything. So we could, now, um, Tim, you know, full well. That. I remember the technical specs on how someone executed that. Someone did that for us, man. We have the best people. It was a different time. The best uh, people guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, we've got our best people on it. Um, so, so long as we're talking about around that New Year's scene, first of all, it's interesting the scenes that you learn to hate or that like they just creep up on you and week by week you're like, oh, this is really getting me. Uh, last screening, it was actually uh, the, the wedding dress montage where she's trying on all the dresses for that Vogue shoot. That just drove me insane. So fucking long. But uh, Jesus, but this, 
this week it's all of the action around old Lang Syne, which is New Year's Eve. Oh, you know yeah. Goes on and on for about another. Oh, minutes, you deserve a standing O for that. What a rendition! Uh, you got some good but, pipes on you, Monty. I'll tell hey, you that. Thank you. But what caught me, even like, so there was all of that, and then you get, uh, you know, Carrie and Sh- 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 uh, Miranda, sorry, having their, you know, br- uh, bringing New Year's together, and they're sitting there having a laugh, eating the Chinese food that uh, having a laugh. Miranda ordered about two hours ago, maybe longer. Yeah. And uh, they're hoeing into some dumplings, and all I can think is those guys are so far past their prime. Oh, uh, maybe. Oh, the maybe Chinese, might... not the woman. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Uh, the food, not the people. Yeah. If, I mean, it's like, I understand, I don't know what they're, if they're doing it for continuity or consistency, but all I can think is you got to put that, I mean, because they're eating them out of the same containers, which says to, they haven't done anything to, to salvage them or to reinvigorate them. you got to put them in the frying pan. Uh, if they were boiled, maybe you put them in the microwave. I'm actually, I always get fried dumplings. So I always, if I'm going to refrigerate them and cook them again, they're going straight in the pan. I'll tell you what I don't mm. do. I don't let them sit for three hours, then throw them back like they're still enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, I could be wrong a, on this. this. The whole mood that we're leaning into is that you know, they're sort of at their wit's end. They're in that kind of a zone where it's, uh, you know, sleep until 11, bloody chuck a bit of pizza in the microwave from the night before and call it breakfast sort of a vibe. So they're just, they're leaning heavily into that. Room temperature old Chinese. Is there anything that more exemplifies I have lost in love than that meal? Probably uh, not on New Year's. <laughs> it's pretty pretty indict, uh, indicting meal for New Year's, that's for sure. Yeah, like the, and... To be fair, while Old Lang Syne does go on too long, it does cast a, a long and sort of melancholy shadow over that meal alongside the fact that, as you've stated, they're, they're eating at room temperature. You know what else it does? It sets up the second movie because that, of course, is the first kiss between Stanford and Anthony. Something we've... Setting up we, the it, entire premise yeah, yeah. for the second film. Uh, pretty sloppily as well. Like, it occurred to me that they can't do Sex in the City movies without a wedding. So I was trying to guess who would get married in the third one. Who do you reckon, Who do you Sam? reckon? I reckon Sam. No, she's not getting married. Sam and Dickbot. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, please. That is a marriage forged straight in the fires of hell, but it is a powerful union. 
if 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 Samantha can't handle being in a relationship with a hardworking and busy actor because it doesn't mean that there's enough focus on her, I struggle to imagine that she'd be interested in starting a marriage with uh, a robotic overlord hellbent on world, nay, galactic domination. Yeah, but I think she'd see the greater good. With Smith Garrett, she's working hard on his career just to further him, but her supporting and loving an artificial intelligence developed by the... Japanese, Japanese. Thank you. Uh, to retaliate for Pearl Harbor, um, I mean that's the greater good kind of thing. You know, there's a, there's a wider picture there than just one person's career. I, I'll ask you this as a, a sidebar: of all of the married couples that we're dealing with, so we've got uh, Runkle and Charlotte, Steve and Miranda, Carrie and Big, and uh, Stanford and Anthony. Who's the happiest right now? I actually reckon Carrie and Big. Wow. Yeah. When you say right now, you like, so it's been a few years since both movies. It's yeah. now 2018. Yeah, I reckon Carrie and Big have settled into a, a, a good little uh, zone. And they don't have any kids. And I think that takes a lot of pressure off. You know, Runkle and Charlotte are happy, but it's a different kind of happiness. It's that very exhausted kind of happiness when you're raising two girls which I know so much about from my experience raising two daughters. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah. I always forget that you've got two Rugrats. Yeah. I've got four oh, Rugrats they're not, they're myself. Not so, not oh, so put the, rug anymore. Put that, put that pot down, Mr. Five. Stop, stop teasing your sister. Sorry, they're just uh, running around out there. you got to love them, though, don't you? Oh, you simply must. Hey, Guy, what's the funniest thing your kids have done in the last week? 
Oh, well, uh, Mr. 19, uh, he got into the Crayolas, and he's he's written uh, what he calls his manifesto on uh, on the yeah. hallway wall, and it is, it's just adorable. A lot of it is admittedly in Polish, so I can only make out every sort of third word, but uh, gotcha. his handwriting is a mess. Uh, he takes after the- his mother in that regard, I suppose. General Tenor? What's the vibe you get from the manifesto? I know you can't read all of it word for word, but you get a mood. Uh, so what's what's the middle ground between confident and aggressive? Confagressive? Yeah, well, certainly uh, it's scary, but uh, you know we just we just have to have to laugh along because uh, if you don't <laughs> if you don't laugh, Tim, you'll cry. Uh, but he's yeah. he's a real handful. Mr. 19. What a trip, eh? Do we regret having him as 10-year-olds? I think yes. Sorry? I think we do. What did you say? Uh, My wife and I having uh, our son, Mr. 19, as 10-year-olds. Oh, yeah. That's never going to end well. (laughs) (sighs) Nah. I think we were too young to know what we were getting ourselves in for. And our parents told us as much, but... uh, we were just a couple of crazy kids in love. We weren't going to listen to them. God, having an abortion at 10 is pretty sad, though, isn't it? The whole Jesus Christ. Sad. I mean, as soon as you get into the actual biological reality of this hypothetical, Tim, we're in a real fucking dicey spot. So the so, fact yeah. you even broached that sort of blows the lid on the entire operation. My apologies. It's a good thing you let me get this coffee. I was already running a bit late. We had a scheduled time. I was running a little bit late just because I, I um, started watching at 10 after 7 rather than 7 on the dot. But Guy generously let me make a coffee, um, which has done a world of good for me. But every now and then, the <laughs> the man behind the curtain pokes his, his ugly little head out, makes bad comments on the podcast. I don't think you made a bad comment. I think you you know your, your brain was asking questions about what we were talking about, and uh, you put one out loud. And I think that's totally fair enough. I mean, that is the very the very basis of conversations and podcasts my shining light so glad you asked it's the mariachi band oh really (laughs) absolutely i got so much joy out of them this watch the song that's first playing when they come to mexico to the resort uh here's a bloody trick for young players it's the same song that they play um later and i just wish we could stay in the song for longer because it's like, I think it's celebrating America and Mexico. Um, I'm only hearing Finally. it. Finally. Yeah, yeah, right? Um, it's, uh, the odd lyric I'm hearing is like, Viva Mexico, Viva Americano. Da, 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 da. It's real good. It's a lot better than that, that I just belted into the mic. No, that's pretty it's good. A, it's uh, do you know... I'm so glad you said because I'll look forward to that next watch because um, that was a moment when I wrote down that when they were out for dinner in the Mexican restaurant, the movie was really lagging for me. Then I was like, "Oh, good lord!" There's just there's so much, so much has gone by, and there's so much still to go through. I find and that, those are the moments I find it really frustrating. It's interesting you say they'd be the happiest now, Carrie and Big, because it's moments like that where I find it really frustrating. That I'm like, I have to sit here and watch these two imbeciles get back together you really don't have any faith in them do you uh i i really don't in fact i thought that um 
the scene that comes earlier when uh, Big sort of jilts Carrie at the wedding and he's got, he's in the car and he, he, he goes, what the fuck am I doing? Which is actually a very well-delivered line by the great Reverend Chris Noweth. Uh, turns the car around, Carrie's driving past, they catch each other's eyes, her car stops. I was thinking as I was watching that, I was like, whoa, I would actually love to be street side for a bit of conflict like this. Uh, you know, no immediate sort of physical danger to the, yeah. the main parties or any bystanders involved. Genuine emotion, really heavy yeah. stuff. And I was like, how would I react? How would I feel? And I was watching in the background as all of the the extras and supporting actors. And I assume they're all actors. I mean, uh, you'd imagine, you know, this is a big budget film. They'd, they'd shut down a street and you, get a bunch you of... Close you close know, the street for that. Uh, everyone brings their A game. Not a, not a hair out of place... Uh, not a mistimed sort of look of shock or surprise. Um, I just, I, 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 I really liked that. Uh, Do you know who really keeps the ball in the air with that scene as well? And this was actually a close contender for my shining light this week. It's Charlotte's raw oh, fury. She Big. is scary, huh? Yeah, she's like a. Um, do you know what it is? She's channeling the emotion of. A, a mother bear when the the cub is in danger. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to make myself as terrifying as possible to ward off this enemy from my youngster as she she wards Carrie back into the car. It's a, it's a very touching moment of uh, friendship. Yeah. She's even... Uh, yeah, because also she, she, she knows how to be frustrated by Big... Quite fair, Charlotte, for all of her, uh, you know, her, her sort of prejudice and plain intellect. Uh, she's a, she's got a she's got a level head on her shoulders, um, and I actually because when she confronts Big, you know, she's got a line ready to be angry at him all over again, saying, "I rue rue the day you were born." Is that right? Yeah, she does say oh, outside a restaurant. I curse. I curse the day. I you curse were born. the day you were born. Outside a restaurant called Lumi. Uh, and I was inspired to look look up Lumi on Google Maps. For those of you listening along who want to eat as the gals ate, uh, it's at no, 963 Lexington Ave, uh, just sort of below the Upper East Side, between the, the village and the Upper East Side. Uh, and Amiga 3.5 stars on the Google Google review. You know, Fuck. when you look up a place on Google Maps, they, they tell you what they reckon of it. Cozy, casual for dinner. Uh, only six reviews, varying between three and four stars. Pleasant neighbourhood. Uh, on the corner in an old townhouse. Has two levels with a winding staircase. Food is good, though not outstanding. Good for is a reliable the- meal. And that's from Key NJ, who's given 171 reviews. So their opinion is to be taken seriously. Is it the kind of um, establishment do you, do you think you could record a episode in? Because that would be a hell of a location. For us to get Guy Montgomery coming to well, us live from, I'm inside the restaurant now as I look through their photos. Uh, is that outdoor dining? Yeah, there is. Look, it's not outside the the realm of possibility, Tim. Uh, and it would have to be done pretty soon, you know, because of the the, the weather. Um, I'll look into it. Fantastic, good stuff, mate. Um, well, look, I'm. I don't know. Other bits of business. I'm pretty tired, man. That's that's okay. You don't need to. We don't need to stick around forever. Um, 
Is there anything else that stood out to you or antagonized you in a way that I would find amusing? Specifically, what bothered you? Uh, what did I not like? Oh, there was something I did like. Isn't it? Right. I guess a, a positive docile frame of mind. It's when Big reveals that he actually has invited the girls to the city hall wedding right at the very end when they actually get hitched. And uh, when he swings the doors open and they, they are all excited to see Carrie, he uh, he bites his tongue in a kind of playful, happy manner. Made me smile. Liked it. It was good. A good little expression. I like that. I uh, I actually... Um, there's a moment of Biggs... I, I didn't write it down, sadly, but there's a moment of Biggs acting I also really enjoyed. Uh, how much acting want, has Chris Noth done? How much acting has he done? Outside of Big. Look, does he... He's in a cop show of... or something. Oh, he is he's in too. Like a, yeah. He's in like a B-grade cop show. Uh, I I want to ask you a question, because in one of the scenes when Big and Carrie are uh, in bed, and she gets into bed wearing a clutch of pearls... And she's got her library book, and he's reading the newspaper, and she steals his glasses, and he's wearing open top PJ top, green silk by the looks, and matching bottoms. What do you think of full body PJs? On a a man or a woman? For you, for anyone. I um. You know, I've really evolved my view about PJs, and I don't really rate them for adults anymore i realize that i do exist in a pretty tropical climate though so even in the clutch of winter here in auckland it only goes down to about nine degrees during the day minimum and that's centigrade um for you fahrenheit uh hangers on i don't for even my know my fahrenheit for <laughs> 40 something at any rate, I don't really like pajamas on grown-ups. I think they're very cute on uh, on little kids. But um, you know, when I became a man, I had to put away childish things, including. So did PJs you used to wear and... uh, satin boxer shorts? Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, you used to sleep in those. Um, I imagine so. They're so bad, aren't they? Because they're like they're synthetic. Um, not breathable. Don't know why we're making them. Because they look. Why do we print, give you print teenagers... cool stuff on them? Yeah, I get, it was Tasmanian Devil, wasn't it? There was the ticket. Yeah, I I had a pair with a, a game of cricket happening on them. That's that's good. That's a bit of you. And uh, the 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 cricket bat was kind of close to where I could get my little uh, my little prepubescent penis. And so, if I wanted to make myself laugh, I could sort of just do a gentle thrust. And it would look like the batsman was playing a cover drive. And uh, I can assure you that really kept me entertained. <laughs> I bet it did. What was the last age at which you owned satin boxes? I think about um, 28. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had a pair lingering around when I was 20, about 24, uh, still in rotation. Maybe Maybe 25 still in rotation and uh my girlfriend at the time made a comment um she was kind of horrified that i had them so that was uh, i i was actually just joshing you man i've i've been out of those things for years yeah i know you were joshing but i just used it as an opportunity to open up a bit to you and just you know 
try and give you a little bit of a little bit of me, a little bit of vulnerability. You're a good man. You're an honest man. Seventy six trombones, yes. Seventy six guests, no. Explain. I don't know what he's referencing. Carrie and Anthony, the wedding planner, are having a conversation. She's got a wedding list guest of 76 occupants. He says 75. It sounds better. A small wedding of 75 guests. 76 trombones, yes. 75 guests. What? What is it? (laughs) I mean... What is the world in which he's saying yes to 76 trombones? That is what altogether too many. Even for Trombone, a brass band. And such a strong instrument. I've never seen more than two in any configuration of any kind of band or orchestra in my life. 76? What would that sound be? Boom. Utter madness. Uh, I mean, that that line gets me every... It's just like... It's honestly... It's like a line that you would maybe improvise and then you'd be embarrassed by and be like, well, at least I can rest easy knowing they're never going to put that in. 76 trombones, yes. 75 surely, guests. No. Surely he's referencing a musical or some cultural piece that we're just not aware of, right? Like, that's got to be the answer to this riddle. No, absolutely not. It's. Uh, I think it's one for the ages. Maybe one to go back to, actually. It could be a, a bit of fun to, to unpack. 76 trombones, the only useful application I could think of is to generate a sound so specific and powerful to communicate with alien craft. Like, we can't produce it from speakers. You have to assemble 76 trombonists to all bellow like a, a, a low C in unison and that opens the doors and brings them out. It's like a doorbell it, for them. Interesting that Anthony would have any sort of information or knowledge or like they would bring it up in passing and then be like, oh, I've said too much. You know, he's, 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 he's shown his hand a touch to Charlotte and Carrie. I could imagine him being, a, being an alien. Or a conspiracy theorist of sorts. Um, um, what it's on the cards today, Tim? Uh, a shower, I think, has got to be top of mind at the, the tail end of this. I don't know. Meeting some people, having a chat to them about some things. <laughs> you know how it goes. It's the way of the world, guy. We're all just out there drinking too much coffee and then we're all hopped up on coffee from all our meetings. So then we've got to go get a beer with someone to wind down. Tell you what, it's just big liquid. You don't need it. If you don't drink anything, you'll actually be fine. It's just we get on the treadmill and then you you can't get off. So my recommendation to everyone, stop drinking everything. You don't need them. You're a smart guy. You're a handsome guy. Uh, You're also probably going to die quite young. Yeah, I, I've got no illusions about that. Definitely going to die young. How about you, Guy? Oh, it's night time for you, isn't it? It is the evening. Uh, that is correct. I am going to go and meet a uh, friend, Dan. Uh, you met him, Mr. Dan Fox. We love Dan. Dan was a cool guy. Dan was a very cool guy. 
Uh, we're going to have a bit of dinner, actually. We're going to talk about our lives, our feelings. It's called Catching Up. Read a flipping That's book great. for once, Tim. No, we'll try. I will try. Hey, can I say this as well? This is the, We don't usually do this on the podcast, but I, I saw a good film. Can I recommend it? It'll be maybe on like Netflix or something by the time this comes out. It's no, good. you cannot. You cannot. All right. Fair enough. Well, you'll never know, folks. Bye. See you next time. We just have a good rhythm together, you know. He sort of feels me out. I feel him out. And uh, we go for it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is... AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business. Removing friction and frustration for your employees. Supercharging productivity for your developers. Providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.